Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome to week four of our series in Romans. Um, We are so glad that you are here joining us today for online church and hopefully you've been finding this Roman series um, really helpful and enjoyable. Um, It can be such an intimidating book to read. Uh, It's rich in a lot of theological jargon and Christianese and things like that and concepts that um, can make it, you know, um, like I said, intimidating for some people. And they sort of go, well, I'll just skip that and and go to something a bit easier to read. But um, my heart in all of this is that I will do the best I can to unpackage Romans for all of us to understand with the goal, like I mentioned last week, um, to really solidify our foundations of our faith, that we would know who we are in Christ, we would know whose we are, that we belong to Christ, and that we would know what we have as a result of who we are and whose we are. And so that we, we can live a life of confidence, we can live a life um, with God's blessing all around us, that his favor would go before us as we live as child, children of God. Um, and the thing is, too, that we, we are living not in a disconnected state from the church in Rome that Paul is writing to, that we are a continuation of that, that the same God that pours out his blessing and favor that we see in the New Testament is, is the same God we serve. We are in the same church. And so we ought to expect that God would move in similar ways, that we have the same thing, the same salvation, the same Holy Spirit that the New Testament teaches about. Um, and so that gives us comfort and confidence and assurance. And so in a nutshell, if you've just tuned in, uh, week one, we looked at the history of, of the book of Romans, what was happening around the time, um, and, and the effect that the book of Romans itself and its content had on the Protestant Reformation. Week two, uh, we looked at who was Paul, the author of the book of Romans, and we did a bit of a, a case study into his life. Last week, we, um, we looked at Romans chapter 1, verse 1 to 7, and unpackaged a, a lot of great stuff that was in there um, that really helped us look at what we just talked about then, about who we are, whose we are, and what we have, and that when we get those things, um, we don't just read those things, but we respond to those things, um, then we start to see uh, God change us, and when God changes us, then the world changes, because that's the whole point. God changing us so that we would change the world. So today we're going to jump in and go from verse 8, probably through to verse uh, 17. And so we're just going to tiptoe through this today and and just stop at random points and draw out truth that, that I think would be really helpful for us in our walk with God in our life. So verse 8, here we go. First, I thank my God through Christ Jesus for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Like that, you know, Paul is hearing of the faith of the Roman church. That they're, what, what are they doing? How are they living? Um, what does their lifestyle look like that people are reporting their faith all over the world? That, that headline news is the faith of the church in Rome. Like that's, that's sort of exciting to, to know what that would look like. But it's also humbling when I think, man, would... Would, would my faith be reported outside my home? Like, um, would, would people talk about my faith in action in such a way that would encourage other people? Um, probably not. That's probably something I need to, to work on. And, and these are great questions to ask ourselves. So obviously Paul's hearing great news 
um, from the church in Rome because people are talking um, globally about their faith. Verse 9, God whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son is my witness how constantly I remember you in all my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. Um, so essentially, Paul hadn't been to the church. Remember, he hadn't visited these guys. He didn't know them um, personally. Um, how, how did the church in Rome start if Paul didn't plant it? Well, we, we think that uh, it is more than likely that the church started uh, on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell in the upper room and, and the disciples dispersed out and started to speak in other languages and, and declaring the glory of God. And then 3,000 were converted that day. Now those 3,000 were there for the Pentecost festival. And so they weren't from Jerusalem. So when they went back to their hometowns and cities, obviously those who were from Rome went back to Rome, filled with the Spirit, converted in faith, and they started the church in Rome. So Paul hadn't in his journeys got to Rome yet. But here we see in these few verses that Paul is excited and wants to come with them. In fact, it says here uh, in verse uh Verse 10, that he prays for them all the time. That's, that's a good principle for us to learn, right? That, that we ought to be praying for other people all the time. And, and not just doing it, but I think telling them we're doing it. Like I think faith sparks faith, right? And so, you know, I can't remember how many times I've felt, felt my faith rise because somebody has told me that they've been praying for me. And just knowing that they're praying for me, knowing that they're going to faith for me builds my faith because faith builds faith, right? So, so Paul is doing that. He's not just praying for the church in Rome. He's telling them that, hey, every day I remember you in my prayers. I'm praying for you and I can't wait to be with you in person. Um, and then he says in verse 11, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts to make you strong. Um, and... I just, I just think, man, what a, what a picture, hey, of this, this apostleship of, of Paul being um, so outward focused on others that, that it wasn't about, I want to come and visit you so that you can see how awesome I am, that I can tell you about all the, the trips I've been on and all the, the, the miracles I've seen and, and all of that sort of stuff. Paul is not saying, I want to see you so that you can see me. He's saying, I want to get to be with you so that I can lay hands on you and impart spiritual gifts in you so that you can continue to grow in the faith so that those who are already globally talking about your faith, that would even increase even more because the gospel was meant to be global. The gospel is not meant to be contained locally. The gospel is meant to just spread everywhere. So Paul's saying, I can't wait to get with you. I want to lay hands on you. I want to, I'm praying from you for afar, but I want to pray close and impart gifts so that that gifts would continue to grow and build you as you build the kingdom. So encouraging. So cool. Um, verse 12, that is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Again, that whole thing that, that faith sparks faith, right? That we are mutually encouraged by one another's faith. That is such a great thought. Uh, verse 13, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but I've been prevented from doing so until now. You know, being in prison will do that, right? Like um, that's going to really slow down your travel plans. Like, you, you think coronavirus has slowed down your travel plans. Imagine being in prison even more so. So that's what Paul is saying is I've tried to get to you guys so many times, but they keep locking me up in jail and it makes it really tricky to, to get to see you guys. Um, 
in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I had amongst the other Gentiles. Verse 14, I am a debtor to both Greeks and non-Greeks, both the wise and the foolish. That is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Paul is such a humble dude. He is such a humble guy that is so outward focused. He's all about the Greeks, the non-Greeks, the Jews, the non-Jews, the Gentiles. He's, he's just about people. He's about the gospel of God transforming people from, you know, that's why he'll say in, in Corinthians that there's neither, neither Greek nor Jew, male nor female. He's just saying, you know what, we are, we are all united in God's kingdom together. It doesn't matter about our ethnicity. It doesn't matter about our preference what matters is the kingdom of god's son and us being his children in that together and and having our faith encourage each other's faith in that kingdom and in that community verse 16 now this this verse has seriously encouraged me ever since i was like 15 and first came to faith in christ um and i'll just read it for for i am not ashamed of the gospel now i've been a very Timid person most of my life. I was a very timid kid in um, all throughout my childhood years and my teenage years. And it's only by the grace of God that he's given me confidence in my adult years. Um, so having a scripture like this really helped me to, um, you know, t- to not be intimidated by other people because of my faith. That when I became a, a Christian in my teenage years, like a real Christian, actually decided to follow Jesus for myself, um, I... I guess I was ashamed of that because I was embarrassed that I'd get picked on or embarrassed I'd get teased or whatever. But when I read this, Romans 1.16, that I am not ashamed of the gospel, um, it really just, I guess, put a spine in my back. It just gave me strength to go, you know what? I don't care. Like I'm on team God. I, I, no matter how this ends on this earth, after this place, I'm going to paradise. It, it ends well for me. It's okay. So I don't have to be ashamed um, of the gospel. And here's why. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. That's what the gospel is. The gospel is the power to bring salvation. It's the power to take someone who is dead to God and make them alive to God simply because of what? Sola fide. Faith alone. When we have faith alone in Solus Christus, Christ alone, then resurrection life happens inside of a human being to take them out of being dead to God to alive to God. A salvation moment happens. And, and, and the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, is the power that unlocks salvation. It's, and so therefore, we don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be embarrassed. Like, you know, people need to be embarrassed if they don't have God because their salvation is not secure. Their eternity is not secure. That we only get security after this life by putting faith in Jesus in this life. Uh, and it's to everyone who believes. There's no prejudice. There's no, um, oh, you've got to be this type of person. You've got to be from this ethnicity. You've got to be from this uh, you know, socioeconomic part of society. You've got to have this level of education. You've got to be this gender. No, 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 none of that. It's for whoever believes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the beauty of the gospel. That it's for anybody. It's for everybody. And I'm not ashamed of that. Because I want to help everybody find uh, their salvation moment, find their resurrection life and power that only comes through faith alone, in Christ alone, that fills us with His grace alone to live a life 
of sole deo gloria that gives glory to God alone. Because a life that brings glory to self is, is a life that invokes pride, is a life that invokes uh, us to, um, to, to be it and to, to think we have arrived. And that life actually on the inside of us is like sandpaper. It grates. It's like, you know, it's like a cog that is not oil. It's just like grind. Because when pride gets up inside of us, then God resists that. But God pours his grace to the humble, right? So when we are humble and we realize that we don't have it all figured out, when our life is actually to point everybody to Jesus, that our successes um, are, are actually solo deo gloria, to bring glory to God, that keeps us humble. And God will continue to pour his grace out to the humble. And um, so, so salvation is for all who believe. And um, may he get the glory through all of what he does. Because we don't do it, right? We don't, we don't save ourselves. We don't resurrect our deadness. It's simply by putting our faith in Jesus alone, and he does all the heavy lifting for our salvation. Um, uh, verse 74, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Uh, what is the righteousness of God? Or, the, or you know, theologians will call this the rightness of God. In the gospel, in Jesus, the righteousness of God is revealed. That we... As his followers, when we put our faith in Jesus, we are made right. That, that the standard that we could not live up to in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant um, has been fulfilled in Jesus. And where we were once wrong in measuring up to that and we could not reach that standard, because of our faith in Christ, uh, his righteousness is revealed in us and we are now right with God. We now have the rightness of God inside of us because of our faith in Jesus. Um, and just as is written in verse 17, uh, the righteous will live by faith. We will live by faith. Sola fide. Faith alone. And it's not by, you know, obviously it's works comes on the back end of that. We looked at that last week that we don't just uh, believe and have faith, but we have verse chapter 1, verse 5 is, is this, this faith that comes from, uh, sorry, obedience that comes from faith, right? And in verse uh, 26 of chapter 16, at the end of this book of Romans, it's, it's obedience that comes from faith, um, but it starts with faith. It's, it's faith alone that, that pushes the, the, the boulder of salvation down the hill, and that momentum that gathers is our works, is our helping other people, is... Um, uh, is, is us doing things, it's putting into action what we believe. And the, the, the righteous, which is you and I, will live by faith. We don't live by sight, we don't live by circumstance, we don't live by fear. We live from the security of knowing who we are, whose we are, and what we have as God's chosen children who are welcomed into his loving family and given all the gifts that God has on display, he lavishes that upon us to live this life well, that as our life is transformed and changed, then we will transform and change the world by him flowing through us. And so as we close this message today, I want to just encourage anybody who hasn't made a commitment to follow Jesus, who hasn't made a commitment to put their faith in him, that the, if, you, if you need the righteousness of God, if you feel like you, you, you aren't worthy of God or you don't measure up to God or, or you've tried everything else outside of God, I want to I encourage you, hey, just come and surrender your life 
to Jesus. Put your faith in him. When you put your faith in him, then the righteousness of God floods into your life. The, the rightness that you've been searching for in every other area actually comes into you because the God of heaven and earth will reside in you because of your faith in him. That it's not about what we do or who we are, but it's about who he is and what he has done and about us putting our faith in him. And then we'll become righteous and then we will live this life by faith. And from that faith, obedience will flow and change the world. So if that's you today, why don't we pray this prayer together? Uh, that just simply confirms what we've talked about today. It simply makes a commitment that we walk away from the old life we used to live and we step into the brand new life that God has for us. So why don't we pray together? Dear Jesus, we thank you that you came to this earth and you lived the perfect life that we could never live. And you paid the price by death on the cross that we all should have paid because of our sin. But you, you paid the once and for all penalty on that cross to, to bring redemption, to bring reconnection, to bring reconciliation between all of humanity by, by all who believe um, so that they can be connected back to God the Father. And so, Lord, for any of us here today who uh, want to make this decision for the first time or want to reconnect our life uh, back to you again, Lord, I pray that, that we would just do that right now. We would confess our sin, uh, our, our acts, our behaviors, our mentalities, our mindsets that have been different from you, and that we would uh, repent of that, step out of that, and receive the fullness of life that you have for us as we follow your Son. And so today I just pray that the power from heaven would flood every heart and every mind of every person that is watching this right now. And Lord, we just thank you that you would bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time and you, you meant that and you wanted um, th th Jesus to come and live in your life for you to become righteous and one of his children who he loves dearly, hey, in, in the chat box right now is a little um, button that just says, I commit my life to Jesus. Would you just click that that just lets us know that you're serious about this commitment you've made today about coming back to God or connecting with him for the first time? And also, would you click the live prayer button too? Just engage with us. We'd love to know who it is that's making this commitment today so that we can encourage you and, and get around you and bless you. Uh, so, hey, we're going to just enter into um, some worship time together again as this service does come to a close. But, hey, please stick around. Let's engage in worship. I know it can be awkward wherever you might be, but let's just lift our hands, lift our voice, and just worship God together. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.